0: Gradient.
1: The Journey with Dave and Dodsey, an initiative of the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong and Pulse 94.1. It's
0: now time for The Journey with Dodsey and Dave.
2: G'day, welcome to The Journey. I'm Dodsey. I'm Dave. Great to be back. Great to see you again, Grant. Thanks, mate. It's great to be back in the red chair behind the mic again. What have you been up to?
3: Mate, I have celebrated a birthday, actually, on Friday week. Da, 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 da. Oh,
2: right. Thank you.
3: And you know what? I know it sounds cliché, but you know that saying, don't bring
2: presents, just your presents? I it... do. Slightly different spelling.
3: Mate, it's dead set true. My wife took me to this German restaurant in town, surprised me by inviting a few people I hadn't seen for years. You know what? Friends. the gift that keeps on giving.
2: Yeah, Dodsy, I know exactly what you're talking about. As we get older and people get married and move away, you don't get to see your mates as often as you used to. But I know from personal experience, when you do get together with your old mates, it's like you've never been apart.
0: Mm.
3: It's uncanny, isn't it?
2: Certainly is, Dodsy. Let's get on with the show. Gospel Reflections this week. We have a really special guest doing our Gospel Reflection Grant. It's the Bishop of Wollongong, Bishop Peter Ingham, as it's the first week of Advent. That time of year when we prepare our hearts and minds for Christmas and the celebration of the word becoming flesh. Jesus, the little babe of Bethlehem. And as they say, Jesus is the reason for the season, Dodsy. Yeah, true, mate. And we've also got
3: Sister Hilda talking about Advent and specifically the Advent program booklets that's being distributed. Now, they're pretty much everywhere. I'm actually holding one in my hot little hand as we speak. Terrific stuff.
2: Yeah, so be sure to get in and pick up your copy from the Catholic Bookshop and Resource Centre. That's located opposite Chico's. Right in the heart of Wollongong It's in the New Look Xavier Centre So be sure to get in there and pick them up Because they are awesome
3: Yeah and coming over the wicket today
2: We've got our regular segments and heaps of great music Well let's get on with the show Here we go as promised Bishop Peter Ingham giving us a reflection On this Sunday's Gospel The first Sunday of Advent It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1
4: Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel.
5: I'm Peter Ingham, the Catholic Bishop of Wollongong. This is the first day of Advent, that time in the church year when we really start to focus on the coming of Jesus into our world, his second coming as our judge, and his first coming at Bethlehem. Our Sunday Gospel this week is taken from Matthew chapter 1, verse 37-44, to 44, and it's a Gospel calling us to get ready. Now it seems that everywhere you look these days we're being asked to be prepared for something. It could be as practical as exams or retirement or natural disasters. And of course, we all need to get ready for Christmas and the holidays, which is probably a mixture of both the practical and the outlandish. And yet, in the midst of all the chatter, the quieter, gentler voice of John the Baptist invites us, Prepare the way of the Lord. Ready our hearts and our minds. Fix our eyes on the mighty Lord of history or on the child in the manger. Step aside from the onslaught of materialism for a bit and prepare to receive the joy and peace that God has for us this Advent season. That's right, God our Heavenly Father has many gifts stored up for us. God wants to give us his support, his encouragement as we walk through our day. God wants to give us peace in the midst of our troubles. God wants to give us a joy that's based on the constant awareness of his presence. And God especially wants to give us hope and energy when our stamina flags. Now, if this is hard to imagine, just think about our own heart. You and I know how to give gifts to the people we love. It's almost instinctual. Well, God loves you and me completely. God has a real affection for you and for me, warts and all, and God wants to show us his love in tangible, concrete ways. Like you and me, he can't help himself. God just wants to show us how much we mean to him. So make this Advent a time of eager expectation. Set aside time to talk and to listen to God every day. Quiet our heart. Wait for his inspiration to whisper to us about being a positive disciple of Jesus. Don't be afraid to to let yourself be surprised or caught unaware by what God does as you prepare for Jesus' birth, his coming as our judge and as our saviour in this lead-up to Christmas. Believe that God really does want to delight you and me. We pray together, Father, I want to receive all that you have for me this Advent. Help me to stay close to you, to be expectant and to welcome your gifts. Amen.
4: And now, inspiring you to dream. Here's Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy.
6: I'm going through a period of time in my life where there's huge transition. I know that God is disturbing me constantly with the next steps for me and for the people God has positioned me to be with in this next part of my life. It's an exhilarating time in my life. At times I'm very excited about all that lies ahead and then in the next breath I'm filled with anxiety and worry. I know that when I'm filled with anxiety it's because I'm trying to envision the future without God and I'm doing it all by myself and in my own strength. As soon as I try to do things in my own strength and on my own strength, I can go one of two different ways. Either I convince myself it's too hard and I can't do it so I give up. Or at other times, I really believe I can do it all by myself and head off on my own steam, often in the wrong direction from where God is trying to lead me. So doing it alone has never been that successful as a strategy for me. The best defence against worry is staying in communication with God. When we turn our thoughts to God, we can think much more positively. In prayer, we must always make time to listen as well as to speak to be in true dialogue with God. When I think of upcoming events that can cause me to be worried and anxious, I follow these rules. I don't linger too much in the negativity of the future and what could happen because anxieties spring up in those unknown times and we imagine far more than what the reality probably will be like. Instead, I try to be present in every moment of my day, confident that God will reveal things as I need to know them. And secondly, I try to remember that God is with me constantly. And I must attempt to sense him in everything I do. This mental discipline does not come easily because I'm used to being the center of my thoughts. However, the reality is that God's presence is with us now and forevermore. Why don't you join me at the Catholicguide.com for inspiring you to dream.
2: Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Just then we had the Catholic guy speaking about transitions and doing things with God. Dave, I
3: personally want to encourage young people to come along to the annual Eyewitness Retreat. Now, that's all happening at the Stanwell Tops Conference Centre from Thursday to Sunday. That's the 12th to the 15th of December this year. Uh, Look, it's a really great opportunity to mix with 18 to 35-year-old people of faith, and it focuses on um, sharing your faith effectively. Now, For more information on this, go to their website, www.lifetothefull.com.au.
1: Sounds like a great event. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au.
4: Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey.
7: You probably already know what I'm going to say now, but it was news to me when I heard it. So let me pass on my new found piece of information that's already known to you. Apparently, the heart has the capacity to send messages to the brain. And it's out of that that you and I act, behave. Something happens between our heartbeats. That's when the messages get sent on to the brain. Now, you and I, we've faced that loads and loads of times, haven't we? We perceive insult. Our heart registers that. It gets sent to the brain. And you and I act. And so often you and I act inappropriately. And we're sorry about it afterwards. There's something else though. Sometimes things happen that you and I just cannot handle. We're awash with emotions of one kind or another. Perhaps we've had the experience of rejection or... We felt abandoned or we're caught in grief and some of those things even by our own fault and when we're caught in those sorts of things it's so often difficult for you and I to find the words to express what's going on and sometimes there isn't anybody to tell anyway and we sit there in our isolation. I want to put something to you, something that I've discovered for myself. You know when those times hit you When you don't have the words, it's a really good idea to sit quietly, even just for a minute, and say to the Lord, speak to my heart, speak to my heart, and say it over and over and over again. That way, the words from God, the words of peace, comfort, clarity, consolation, They're the words that fill up that space between your heartbeat. They're the words that go to your brain. They're the words then that dictate your actions. There's a little thing in there too that you and I often forget. Before we can even say, speak to my heart, God is already listening and speaking to our heart our heart is already in conversation with him I don't know about you but I find that the most consoling conversation there is and I know it works
3: Look, now we're going to hear a bit more from her in an interview she did with our producer Jude Hennessy about the season of Advent, preparing well for Christmas, and the booklets that have been distributed around churches from Helensburg to Ulladulla and from Minto down to Mossvale last
2: week. Ready to use from today. Yeah, that's right, Dodsy. The Behold booklets look brilliant, and reading the intro and the daily reflections, well, they just look great. I'm going to make sure I use it to keep myself focused on what the season is truly about.
0: Let's get into it. I'm here with Sister Hilda Scott Who regular listeners to The Journey would know Is a weekly presenter on our program It's great to have you in the studio, Sister Hilda How are you?
7: Thank you very much, Jude And delighted to be here Good on you
0: I uh, wanted to have a chat to you today, Sister Hilda About the Christmas and Advent program That the Diocese of Wollongong has been putting together And I know that you've been conned into contributing to that (laughs) again this year Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened?
7: I certainly can Uh, Conned into it I like that Last year um, Daniel came to see me He'd had a good idea And his good idea, that's Daniel Hopper Had this good idea for putting together an Advent Christmas booklet He was of the mind that Christmas and Advent go by Without us paying a heck of a lot of attention to it Mm, And that seemed to him to be a great shame Now as it happened I agreed with him he wanted to put together a user-friendly book that would have daily reflections in it and an opportunity for for people to reach God in their busy world. Sure. And from what I understand, uh, people are doing that just that with it.
0: I well, know it was a great success last year, and it got picked up literally in thousands of copies all mm. around the diocese. And and this year, it's expanding into a greater number of places. There's lots of people right around Australia that are eager to get their hands on the on the daily reflections. What's your hope that people get out of preparing themselves for Christmas? What what's what's your desire mm. that people might get out of accessing some of these reflections?
7: Well, Jude, I look at it like this, my. Experience tells me that there's a heck of a lot of pain out there That a lot of the people are looking for answers to their aching heart Where there are no answers They're looking in the direction of excessive materialism, individualism, whatever else And they're not finding what they're looking for They're also looking for answers in some big things Career, whatever The truth of the matter is that Advent and Christmas present us with the undeniable fact God came to us, That, that God actually became one of us in the middle of our struggles, in the middle of our disappointments, in the middle of us being dissatisfied with who we are and with what our life's all about. Preparing then for Advent puts us right into touch with that. My hope is that people will know what it is to be embraced by that God hmm. who's come to them as they are. Not as they want to be, not as they should be, but as they are.
0: Hmm. Sister Hilda, it's always struck me that in the child Jesus at Christmas, we have God coming to us In great vulnerability Mm. I'd be interested to hear what you've got to say About God coming to us as a little baby And and what the message is that, that he's giving to us in that
7: Oh yes Jude The ticket is that here is God Who comes to us as you rightly say As a little baby Who needs us more than we need him And Jesus as a baby would not have survived If there hadn't been Mary and Joseph to look after him If they hadn't scrubbed up You and I wouldn't have had salvation Now here is this marvellous God then Who puts himself into our fragile arms Now how much love is there in that mm, mm. That God would become so vulnerable yeah. So dependent on us And it masks I believe A great theological truth mm. And doesn't that capture the best of us, Mm. captures the child in us of wonder, Mm. and it captures that potential in every human being to be protective Mm. of the vulnerable of little
0: children. So true, so true. Sister, I know that you've been joined. Obviously, you're from the Benedictine Abbey, but the, mm-hmm. there are various orders right around our diocese that have contributed to this. Do you just want to explain to listeners what the orders are and, and, mm. and, and why this project's come together with all of these orders contributing to, uh, to, to this work?
7: Well, the, the orders that are mentioned here are all part of the diocese, and they all have retreat centres throughout the diocese. Mm. That means that they run places where God is accessible, if I can put it that way. Yeah, sure. It, it, they, they run places where people can come mm. in their vulnerability and find God. Mm. Now, the missionaries of the Sacred Heart, they're up there at... um A barrel, aren't da- they? Well, the daughters of Our Lady the Sacred Heart are at Barrow. Yes. they're at Hearts Apart. Hearts
0: Park. Park, yes. They're
7: a wonderful group of missionary sisters mm. who suffered, by the way, very much during the um, during, World during War the War Second two. Yeah, yeah. In Papua oh, New Guinea, yeah. Ter- yeah. Ter- terribly, yes. terribly, and have a very keen awareness of the love of God through his through his own heart. Mm. That's that's the sort of atmosphere that they present to us at their retreat centre Mm -hmm. and also you will find that coming through in Sister Moya Hanlon's Reflections in the Advent yeah, booklet. Chancellor in the diocese. Yeah, yep. akin to that are the missionaries of the Sacred Heart, and they have a retreat centre at Douglas Park. Yes, uh, out of Camden, they have the same sort of spirituality centred on the great love of the Heart of Christ. Mm, mm. It's Douglas Park is a place that's uh, been a place of healing for countless thousands of people Yeah, lots of people go there Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant Mm. You have then the Carmelite Fathers
0: Oh yeah, at the uh, Mount Carmel Retreat Centre there at Varaville
7: Near Campbelltown Yeah, Likewise filled with that great and deep love of God and deep love of prayer Mm. The Carmelite Fathers will take you where you want to go when it comes to prayer And the depth of God Mm. Um, And the other people of course that are involved are the Benedictines Whom I happen to know personally Yes you do indeed On account of because I'm one of them Yeah. And our our, um, charism is hospitality We hope Mm. that the Advent message will be found at our monastery Simply in its user-friendly capacity In its capacity to have you come as you
5: are
0: Beautiful. Now it seems to me, Sister, that that each of these each of these uh, places and each of these religious orders dedicate themselves to life of prayer, to mm. reflection on the Scripture, mm. and making sure that that's accessible to other people. And that yes. seems to be the real strength of this program. That we're getting insights that have really been distilled down from people of great prayer, and, and that's just such a gift to, to anyone who wants to grab a hold of these, I suppose, these books that help them journey mm. towards Christmas. Would mm. you want to explain to us just that heart of prayer that's that's behind the, the, whole, the whole initiative?
7: At the end of the day, prayer is really about God wanting us. It's about God being in communication with us. That's the prayer. Mm. When you and I get moved to talk to God or go looking for God, using my extensive technological language <laughs> we're simply going online yeah so <clears throat> the these retreat centers and the advent book what they're doing is simply presenting us giving god the avenue to be heard by us mm. the god who's already in communication with us mm.
0: I know that uh, in in your discussions with Daniel, you received with great joy that message that a number of prisons around New South Wales mm. have gone. Listen, can we get a hold of these for yeah. for the guys that are in here? What was your reaction to hearing that?
7: Ah, oh, tears in the eyes. I think that's just brilliant. Mm. You know, God didn't come for people who've got it all together. Sure. For me, this is God standing up and saying, "Hey." My wonderful sons and daughters in the prisons around Mm. Australia, Mm. they need me. Will you take me there? And in the Advent booklet, hallelujah, we're taking him there.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a real answer to prayer and a real movement of the Spirit. Yeah, I I agree Mm. with you there wholeheartedly. Sister, I know that the diocese is really grateful that you and, and all of the contributors to the book have been able to do it in, in a fashion that's so accessible to people right throughout the diocese. And if listeners want to get a copy, obviously they can access that through their, through their Catholic parishes. Or they can also contact Jenny at 422 2411 Or they can go to advent.dow.org.au for samples and order forms. And I really encourage people to do that. Sister, thanks very much for the contribution you've made to it.
7: Oh, it's a great gift to be able to do it. Thank you very much, Jude. Thanks, Sister.
2: Welcome back to The Journey on Pulse 94.1. Well, how good is Sister Hilda? I've been lucky enough to meet her in person. I just love listening to her. Mm. And how awesome do those booklets sound?
3: Mate, I can't believe it's been picked up so eagerly by the prisons. Talk about taking the gospel to the fringes. Now, that is powerful stuff.
2: It is indeed. She is a true voice for Jesus in the world today.
1: You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au
4: And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. In World War II England, the story was told of children who had to vacate their homes due to the fighting. The children have a difficult time sleeping at night, fearing for their lives. To ease their anxiety, each was given a piece of bread to comfort them, and the children were able to sleep, knowing with bread in hand they would have food for that day and the next too. The authors of the book, Sleeping With Bread, expand this idea to show how the things in our own lives, those things which sustain us, comfort us one day and give us hope for the next. The idea of a daily examine is simple. First take a moment to acknowledge the presence of God. Light a candle, a time of silence and a simple prayer. Next, ask yourself for what am I most grateful for this day and allow your mind to wander over the past day. Thirdly, Ask yourself for what am I least grateful for this day and allow yourself to feel each moment and what it might be saying to you. Finally, identify one thing you would like to act on in the coming day and ask God to help you to fulfill this. You can finish up thanking God with some simple words of gratitude. This process helps us to get in touch spiritually with our physical experiences of life, using our emotions and experiences to link and discover God's presence and purpose for our lives. This is one way we can develop the gift of discernment in our life through our life-giving and life-taking moments. God is there in our midst, guiding our hearts. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Perola with Smart Loving.
8: The other day, we got a lovely thank you letter from one of the couples who had done one of our marriage courses. They had received so much benefit from the course, it was really touching to hear their feedback and it helped us to reconnect with the value of our work.
9: Hi, we're Byron and Francine Parola from Smart Loving and today we're talking about that great topic, appreciation.
8: We all love to be appreciated. It feels great. It helps us to feel positive towards ourselves and towards the person expressing the appreciation. It's a genuinely loving gesture to express appreciation to another, and in marriage particularly, it is a valuable relationship habit.
9: So why is expressing appreciation of our spouse such a powerful force for good? Well, firstly, when we express appreciation, we focus on the goodness of the other. No matter how irritated or hurt we may be with each other, we can always find something to appreciate. The simple act of appreciation can help tame in us any sense of self-pity and build positive feelings of well-being within us.
8: Appreciation also helps us become more resilient and more able to tolerate each other's failings. It is a practical form of that age-old wisdom of counting our blessings. Regular appreciation of each other fosters the virtue of gratitude and enables us to capitalize on the innate joyfulness in our life.
9: And finally, a habit of daily appreciation works a treat when it comes to helping each other learn the best ways to love one another. We all experience love uniquely. If we feel most loved by our spouse when they act in a certain way, it helps to let them know that. And we can best do that by expressing our appreciation. This tells our spouse that they are loving us well and to keep it coming.
8: If we are smart, we'll be watching for the signs of appreciation to learn more about what really makes the love we give hit the mark. Most of us inadvertently adopt a dumb-loving behavioural habit in marriage. We criticise our spouse for undesirable actions and remain silent on the desirable ones. It leaves us in a constant state of failure and provides no pathway to success. It is far more effective and enlivening to focus on what works. After all, we all want success in marriage.
9: We're Francine and Byron Parola. For more tips on relationships, visit smartloving.org.
1: You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey. From the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on
2: cradio.org.au. Now, Dodzy, I'd like to tell yourself and the listeners about the Journey Magazine Summer Edition 2013. Mm. It's available now. This issue of our diocesan magazine contains a heap of great articles, including an update on parishes working together and Catholic schools telling the Christmas story through art. SRE teachers going to the Holy Land and a couple of great tributes to Kath McCormack, Director of Catholic Care and Mr. Michael Deasy, mm. the now-retired Director of Catholic Mission in the Diocese of Wollongong.
3: I'll oh, Get a hold of it! before they all go from the back of your Catholic parish, church or school office. Now, another great thing happening, uh, the Advent Twilight Retreat, awaiting gold, frankincense and myrrh. Sounds like you need to get your hands on that. Wednesday, the 11th of December, from 5.30 7 7.30 p.m. Or come a bit earlier if you want a cup of tea with them. Some soup and bread at 7.30 as well. This is all happening at the St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church. Now, this is at 24 Jeremata Street, Dapto. Michael Dyer is the facilitator on the night. He's a diocesan seminarian. Now... To let them know if you're coming, RSVP Anne-Marie Doyle. She's on 4261 1315. That's 4261 1315.
2: Coming up on the journey, Pete Gilmore living the gospel and his reflection on the wooden door.
4: Now let's live the gospel with Pete Gilmore.
10: Many years ago when I was still living at home, my parents hired an electrician. You see, our family home was one of those old-style federation houses Beautiful tall ceilings Double brick and so on But it also had federation style electrical work Which was badly in need of replacing So in came the electrician We showed him the doorway to the deep dark depths under the house And he ventured in to battle the spiders and the creepy crawlies for our sake One day I came home from school to a worried mother and father It turns out the electrician had bailed on the job Half finished and had taken a few thousand dollars with him We couldn't believe it Why would someone do that? I think we all know that there are some people in the world that will take advantage of others. They'll not live up to their word or they'll break a promise and won't see something through. I know I definitely have in my life. But the Bible tells us that it's different with God. It tells us that we can trust God. Paul says, Being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. So let's invite God in. Let's trust him to battle the spiders and the creepy crawlies for our sake. Confident that he won't let us down and that he will see the job through. God bless.
2: Well, Dodsy, just about done for another week. It goes too fast, just like Mm. a Cricket Ashes series.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and how good is this? We've got an interview with Mr. Paul Mason, who works in the Diocese of Wollongong. He's an amazing museo and songwriter, and he's the driving force behind a conference in Wollongong on worship music, and that's going to be held in January.
2: Yep. The Lift Up Your Hearts conference is being held in the gong. Now, spaces are limited. Apparently, about 400 have booked already. That's great news. And the venue is reaching capacity. Full details of the conference and also online registration are available at www.LiftUpYourHearts.com. Dot com dot A-U. I tell you what, it's going to be great to hear about what's going on at the conference when we speak to Paul next week.
3: Yeah It sure is. Now, don't forget to keep spreading the word about the journey. It's being advertised in schools and churches all around the place, and there are growing numbers of people listening in via our live streaming. And you can also go to Facebook, the Journey Catholic Radio Show, and that's got links to podcasts, past shows, etc. I mean, come on,
2: like us at Facebook, just like Kayleen from Kiama did. Yeah, thanks for all your support out there. It's The Journey on Pulse 94.1, Sundays 11 up until midday, repeated Wednesdays 10 till 11 p.m. Well, it's time to wrap it up, mate. As we always say, Dave, until next time, have Have yourselves a great week.
0: The Journey is produced by the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong in cooperation with Pulse 94.1 and edited by Jude Hennessy and Daniel Hopper from the Office of the
1: Bishop. You have been listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey on cradio.org.au. You can listen into The Journey in Wollongong by tuning into Pulse 94.1 on Sundays from 11am to 12pm or Wednesdays from 10 to 11pm. And you can tune in from anywhere else in the world through the Pulse 94.1 website or streaming on cradio on Sundays from 8 to 9pm. Find all the episodes of The Journey, and for more shows, talks, and interviews, visit cradio.org.au.